What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing out there? It's TJ again with the Soapbox, and I'm really, really excited to talk to you guys this week. Um, I got a huge, huge, huge jewel to drop on everybody today. So I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the information that's about to come your way. Thank you again for tuning in to the Soapbox. It means a lot to me that you guys are actually taking the time out to listen to the words and understand what's going on. We need to wake up in the world today, and I hope and I pray that I'm able to kind of give you a little bit of guidance as we move on through. So with no further ado, let's jump on into the episode. All right, so today we are talking about a subject that has plagued the human condition forever. I'm talking about a sickness that seems to be a part of our DNA. It is around us all the time, and we always seem to find our way to take part in it and attract it towards us and that's called hatred today's episode is called hate more than a four-letter word and i think that it is just so appropriate that we have a hate discussion at this time in our existence i have never before in my lifetime and i'm young you know there are some people out there who lived through the civil rights era me i have never witnessed open and deliberate hate like i've seen in my lifetime right now and some of it is actually uh self created hate like some of this stuff is situations where people are basically putting themselves in a situation where they're they're forced to hate what is considered an opposition. We have to get to a point where we can function without creating hate, without taking part in hate, without actually being a vessel for this absolutely destructive emotion now understand something because a lot of people are probably listening right now and they're thinking in their head well i'm not a supremacist uh i'm not some type of activist that's constantly pounding against some type of uh injustice no see the problem is is that we always want to connect anything that is of a negative nature to something elaborate, not realizing that hatred grows from a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of anger or frustration. It doesn't have to be a situation where I hate a person of a different color. And we're going to talk about that in this episode. So now we understand now and we have to make it very clear. Hatred is a disease. It's a sickness. And we have to fight it. We have to beat it. But before we can even beat it, we have to understand it. Now, hatred also comes along with some offsprings. One of those is jealousy. And the other one is envy. 
This stuff is so deeply ingrained into our day-to-day operations that a lot of times hate, envy, and jealousy fuel the decisions that we make. Just like anything, though, just like anything we've talked about, we have to understand what hate really is. So, dictionaries define hate as intense hostility and aversion, usually deriving from fear, anger, and a sense of injury. Another definition that goes along with that is a systematic and explicitly political exploited expression. So then we have to determine that from this what the motivating factors of hate are. First, we have fear, anger, a sense of injury, and political motivations. In other words, you are seen as a threat to someone. For someone to hate you, they have to see you as a threat. And not just any threat, but one of the most powerful, most dangerous threats that they have to deal with. Because they have to fear you. They have to be angry with you. They have to sense some type of possibility of injury from you, or they have to be politically motivated at some point. So let's break down these motivations, because the only way that we're going to be able to really deal with them is we have to understand them. So let's start with fear. Um, We talked last week about fear and how it's such a devastating emotion um, that has created hostile relationships for years hate can grow from fear and it doesn't even have to be a large amount of fear and it could be the fear of a lot of different things it could be the fear of the loss of life it could be the fear of the loss of individual achievements things that you have acquired and you have to sometimes pay close attention to the severity of that fear Because severity matters a whole lot when it comes down to what you're dealing with when it deals with an emotion that is coming from another individual. Sometimes you become the source of a person's loss and that causes them to build resentment inside of themselves for you. The next motivation is anger. Anger is the primary motivation for hate, and it's manifested from so many different things. Again, we have that severity factor because at the end of the day, you have to pay close attention to what causes you to become angry at somebody. There's a major difference in the level of anger that you might get from somebody taking your parking space as opposed to somebody punching you in the face. People get mad at a lot of different things. All kinds of different things cause people to lose their cool. And that anger can turn into pure hatred that is driven directly towards somebody for something they did for all kinds of things. Now, 
I'm going to keep it real with you guys right here. There are people out there right now that are angry with you. That's right. If you're listening to this podcast, there are people right now that are mad at you. And let me tell you some of the things that they're mad at you about. There are people out there right now that are mad at you for things you did in the past. There are people out there right now that are mad at you for things that you didn't do that they wanted you to. There are people out there right now that are mad at you for things that you have that they can't. And there are people out there right now that are mad at you because you don't have something that they want. Let me, let me explain this to you. People are mad at you for being you, who you are. The very essence of your very being is causing somebody right now to be upset at the fact that you are the person that you are. That's sad. That's a very sad reality that we live in. That there are some people out there that are so engulfed in this hatred mentality that they hate you for who you are. Now, I'm not talking about you being some scumbag. I'm not talking about you doing something that's absolutely horrible. What I'm talking about is you just being you, the person that you are. You wake up every day and you live. And there are people who hate you for that. If you don't believe me, look around. Look at how society has developed itself to ostracize certain groups of people. That is a negativity that is bred and it is allowed to fester in our society. But it goes deeper than that. There are people that are around you right now. There are people that walk around you every day and they hate you simply because of who you are. And that's sad. We cannot be those people. We cannot elevate to a higher level of understanding if we continue this cycle of I hate you, you hate me. Now, the next motivation is a sense of injury. Now, this is a very powerful motivation because it covers a lot of different things. Because a person can be scared, afraid of being injured. As a matter of fact, the sense of injury motivation actually precedes the other two motivations. Because a lot of times people are afraid because they're afraid of being injured. People are angry because they're mad that they got injured. Some people are mad because they're afraid they're going to be injured. If you don't believe that, think about a relationship. Think about someone who gets beat all the time physically. They can find anger in the fact that they're afraid to come home because they know what's waiting on them. And it can be all kinds of pain. Physical is just one of them. It could be mental. Some people don't want to be hurt mentally. Some people don't want to be hurt spiritually, economically, and so on. There's so many different ways that the whole entire ideology of sense of injury can cause people to shape the decisions that they make. But this sense of injury can cause people 
to see you as a threat because they don't feel protected. Now, you have to understand that the most common reflex, the natural order of life for human beings causes us to fall towards self-preservation. We're going to look out for us primarily, and we don't want to feel unprotected. So now to clear up, the final motivation is political. Now, yes, right now we see all types of hate being pushed in the political realm of our life. We see Republicans hating Democrats. We see liberals hating conservatives. We see progressives falling all over moderates. And, you know, we've got we've got all of these different labels of people that are throwing hate at each other. We understand that. That's been around for a while. We know that it's there. But would you believe that the political motivation that I'm talking about has absolutely nothing to do with what side of the fence you vote on? The political motivation that I'm talking about is there are people out there right now who are hating on you and you might be one of them if you're listening to this you might be one of them and if you are you need to change but there are people out there right now hating on other people because of ambition because they want to climb a ladder because they want to excel and exceed in the eyes of somebody So they don't know how to do it on their own merit. They don't know how to get out there and put their hands to work and put their feet to work and do the grind. So instead, what they're going to do is they're going to demonize you and turn you into the monster that everybody hates so that they can step up. That's political motivation. It is alive and well everywhere you go think about relationships think about bad situations where you've got parents that are politically assassinating each other to look better in the eyes of their children think about sports where you've got this team and that team this coach and that coach making our children assassinate each other politically for positioning it's been around forever But we've refused to face it on the job. Oh, my gosh. On your job is probably the most politically dangerous location that you ever go to. I work a job that I love dearly, but I know that I'm hated. I know that there are people that smile in my face and shoot me when I turn around. I know that there are people who make it their effort to demonize me and demonstracize me so that I look like I'm not doing what I know I'm supposed to do. It takes a very small individual to assault you when you can't defend yourself. It takes an even smaller individual to paint a picture of you that does not exist to people who have not even investigated who you are and what you're capable of doing. I see it all the time. And it's sad. It's very sad because a lot of the hate that is displayed in the political realm is snakish hate because these individuals are not brave and bold enough to do anything to you in your face. So what they do is they go around behind you and they plant seeds to destroy you 
If you fear me, you'll face me afraid. If you're mad at me, you'll face me seeking some kind of justice. If you have a sense of injury, you'll protect yourself from me. But if you want to drop me politically, you assault me from behind. You snake me. And that's sad. And that's a small, small individual that does that. But all of these motivations tie into each other. All of these motivations matter in the grand scheme of things. And we have to think about them. I have to tell you a story. Because how many of you know that if you live long enough, you're going to make mistakes. I was a young man, very young man, and I was involved in a cult. I was with them for 10 years. They actually affected my life for 13. During my time with this cult, there was a young lady that I had actually convinced to be with me for what I would consider the long haul. During this process, this young lady got pregnant. The cult that I was with, mandated that we could not have children until they decided so. So what I ended up doing is I ended up traveling all the way from Baltimore, Maryland to South Carolina with the 120% intentions of ensuring that we wouldn't have a child. I came down here. I made the decision for her. I pushed her along, continuing to manipulate her mind into doing the one thing that she and I knew was absolutely 100% wrong, and that was to have an abortion. Now, I don't know what your stance is on abortion. I'm not having that conversation today. But what I will tell you is this. There is no reason whatsoever that I should have done what I did. It was totally wrong. It hurt her emotionally. It hurt her mentally. It hurt her physically. And in the long run, it hurt me as well, but it hurt her directly and right then. She had every reason to fear me. She had every reason to be mad at me. I took the one thing that every woman in the world considers the most priceless ability that they have. And that's the ability to have a child. I took that from her the first time, her very first child. I erased that from existing. I hurt her spiritually and all of that weighed on her emotions. She had every single right to hate me. And that's how the hate starts from decisions whether it's a decision on my part whether it's this decision on your part whether it's a decision that somebody else made it begins to put us in a situation where we move emotionally towards what we understand and how we feel so did the young lady hate me as far as i know today no I don't know for sure. I can't tell you exactly what's gone through her head throughout the many years uh, that we have not communicated in this situation. But I will tell you this. There's a way to defeat the hate. And I believe that that is exactly what she did in this scenario. So how do we start to fight this disease? How do we beat this hatred? Well, first off, we need to learn to separate 
the actions from the actors. We have to get to a point where we start to see people as people and not necessarily the things that they have done because of the fact that sometimes situations cause people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. How many of you know that good people make bad decisions? They do it all the time. And sometimes those decisions are one-time decisions. You can't bring it back. You can't pull it back. You can't change the past. You did it. I've been in that situation. I'm sure you have too. So we have to understand that sometimes we have to look at people for who they are and not what they did. We can dislike their actions and still deal with people on a level. Now, of course, all of that is contingent on what the action is. Severity, again, becomes a major factor in how you respond. But another way to defeat the hate is we got to press on and stay focused. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people out there right now that cannot stand you. They can't stand you. They don't know how to deal with you. They don't know how to think, what to think about you. And you can't let those individuals stop you from being the individual that you know you need to be. You can't let any individual stop you from succeeding in life if you are a success at what you do you'll continue to be a success you don't stop because people hate you you don't stop because people dislike you you don't stop because people are constantly targeting you you keep pressing on because you can never let hate defeat you you can never let jealousy and envy be the roadblock that keeps you from excelling and the better you are at what you do the more people are going to hate you. I promise you. Because there's a lot of sour people in the world. There's a lot of people that are jealous at your ability. There's a lot of people that envy you for your position. But you can't look at those individuals because they're in your rear view mirror. Even if they have a higher position than you do, your character outweighs the content of their position any day. And you have to look at those individuals as sad individuals living a life that is pure pain. You can't let those people bring you down. Another way that you have to defeat hate is you have to ignore it. That's hard to do, I know. But people are going to assault you. There are all kinds of issues and situations that are going to be thrown your way simply because somebody is trying to stop you from succeeding. You can't let negative talk about you stop you from moving forward. You can't let people putting roadblocks in your way stop you from moving forward. You have to push on. Surround yourself with individuals that have your best interests in mind. Leave people alone that don't seem to care whether you are okay or not. There's a lot of toxic people in the world, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of toxic people in the world. And they don't mean any good to you whatsoever. So you've got to learn how to abandon those individuals. Focus your mind on the positive. Keep your eyes on the prize and not on their penalty. At that point, I promise you, 
you will remain vigilant and you will be on top of your game and ready for any kind of hate that comes your way. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to eliminate the fear. We're going to move away from anger. This whole sense of injury, we're going to abandon that. And we're going to stop trying to climb the ladder by politically assassinating people around us that are achieving. We're going to stay focused and we're going to begin to separate the actions from the actors. Look at people for who they are and not so much what they do. Reach out and touch people. That's our goal. Well, that's everything that I got for you guys today on the soapbox. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you picked up some jewels here and there. Tune in next week. We're going to make sure that we have another jewel, another, another diamond for you in the rough. So stay safe. Be strong. I love you. See you later.